Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, feline friends. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. Today, we're going across the pond to the UK, and we're going to talk about a book my uh, guest has written called The Aromatic Cat, which talks about wonderful ways to heal your cat and health behaviors naturally. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here, your host on Best Buds for Pets and Catitude. Ben and Jerry's has frozen treats for dogs. Yum! Whoop out loud, right? I know Nikki is going to love this. He loves a frozen treat. They have two different flavors. One is Punch's Mix, which is peanut butter and pretzel. And the other one is Rosie's Batch, which is pumpkin and mini cookies. You know... I kind of like both of those flavors too, but my absolute favorite is fish food. Anything Ben and Jerry's is always fabulous because the quality is so good and their mixes are so delicious. Be sure to check out more about these frozen dog desserts as well as pictures of all the caniners at the Ben and Jerry's Vermont office at benjerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Julianne Thorne, who is one of the authors of The Aromatic Cat. Welcome, Julianne. Hi, thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you. So I want to mention The Aromatic Cat was written by yourself and also Nayana Morag. It's called The Aromatic Cat, and it's a way to use herbs, hydrosols, and essential oils for your cat's well-being. That's right, yes. So why did you both decide to write the book? That's a great question. So... We have worked with aromatics with the combined, I think it's 35 years experience between us. And we know that there are myths out there about using essential oils, particularly with cats. And we wanted to bust bust that myth, really. We wanted to help people use remedies in a really safe way and break down the information of how to use them. So we decided to pool our experience together and basically help people to heal their cats using, you know, one of nature's most natural and organic ways to enable our cats to help to heal themselves, basically. Okay. And you hit it right right on the head about essential oils, but to just to backstep a bit, your book talks about herbs, hydrosols, and essential oils. And I want to talk about all three. I think the, the item most scary and it just goes against what our vets and everyone says is essential oils, because all I've ever heard is essential oils are toxic to cats. You can't use them around cats and so forth, but you can... As you mentioned in your book, you can, but you have to be careful. So why are there stigmas around essential oil and how can you use them? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the problem is there were a couple of cases where they the essential oils were misused 
And as we know, with any substance, you know, if you misuse it, it's going to have consequences. So sadly, there was an episode of a cat who was shaved and had tea tree oil applied to their skin and, and others, which we've quoted in the book, actually because we wanted to help people understand where the kind of fear has come from with using essential oils. And, and really, it's about knowing how to use them safely. So for example, we advocate that you never apply essential oils topically onto a cat, because their liver has a very different processing mechanism to other organisms. So that's why essential oils can potentially be toxic if they're applied topically. And obviously cats lick themselves as they groom as well. So there's the potential risk of ingestion, which again can prove toxic. So the safe way to use them is through inhalation. And the best way to do that with cats is via self-selection. So there's a long word called zoopharmacognosy, which means animal medicine knowing when you break it down. And again, we've talked about this in the book. And basically it means self-selection. It means letting the cat choose. So Nayana and I have worked with hundreds of animals and obviously for my myself, particularly with cats, where I let the cat choose which oil or remedy it wishes to work with. So in the book, we talk about using the essential oil with a lid on, you know, and offering that to the cat. So you hold it in your hand from a distance and you see if the cat wishes to to work with that oil. And again, we've talked about what to look for, how to see if there are signs of selection or signs of processing, as we call it. So we've tried to be really clear in the book about how you can use them safely. And it's really just about letting the cat be your guide and letting the cat have a choice. And I think that's one of the crucial elements is really allowing the cat to choose which remedy it works with rather than us, you know, inflicting a particular remedy on them or, you know, using them without getting the cat's permission, basically. Okay. And I know you talk about self-selection also with hydrosols and with herbs. Before we get to that, a lot of people probably have not heard the word hydrosols before. So what are hydrosols and where would you find them? Okay. So hydrosols, there are two different terms for hydrosols. So sometimes people call them aromatic waters and it basically is all to do with the distillation process. So as we know, to get an essential oil from a plant, you need to use a lot of a plant and it's either, you know, cold pressed or, or distilled, or there's a you know beautiful way to get the oil out of the plant. And with a hydrosol, it's basically one, it can be in some cases a byproduct. So it's basically you've got some of the essential oil component, some of the oil, but it's in a water. So it's heavily diluted, basically. I don't want to go too much into the science of it all, but it's it's a softer way to use the remedy with cats. And what you can do with a hydrosol is basically you can dilute it even further. So Nyana works very much with hydrosols. I'm more with herbs and we both use essential oils. So with the hydrosol, I know that, you know, she will put a couple of drops, you know, into sort of 50 mils, 200 mils of water to dilute it again, because cats are very energetic, very energetic beings. So they can sometimes just sit with a bowl of a diluted hydrosol and still gather the healing properties from it. So hydrosols are almost in terms of potency and sort of strength halfway they're, they're in between herbs and in between essential oils so they're a great place to start if you're introducing remedies with your cat it sounds like it might also be a good idea for people that are just 
still nervous about, you know, using an essential oil, even diluted, even not on, you know, topically on your cat seems like something that might be less intimidating. For sure. I mean, I have to admit, we in the book, you know, we talk about how to use all three, how to use all three formats. But actually, what we've encouraged people is, you know, because there is fear and, and because there is sometimes, I think, a, like you said, a lack of confidence. So we advise people to start with herbs. That's really, they're really straightforward and safe, which, like you said, we'll come on to. Uh, and then move into hydrosols as you build your confidence and you get familiar with the remedies as well. And also, you'll, you'll start to learn to read your cat. So you'll know which cat, which, remedies your cat will prefer you know either at certain times or if they've encountered a particular situation so it's definitely worth experimenting and trying to build your confidence with it which you know can take a while (laughs) you talk about in the book you mentioned you know herbs and making like a an herb garden like putting different herbs on a blanket letting your cat self-select yeah how would you know whether to use herbs, essential oils, or hydrosols, if you're comfortable with all three. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk about how would you know when to use a natural remedy or, okay, that's not going to work right to the vet. Here we go. So yeah. first, let's talk about herbs. How would you know which ones and which way to place them on the you know blanket and so forth? Sure. So herb gardens are a brilliant form of enrichment. And I am on a personal mission to to change the world's perspective of cats and help people understand that having a herb garden down for their cat is just as crucial as having like a litter tray or a scratching post because the herbs are fabulous to enable the cat to self-soothe, to deal with their own emotional state, whether they're dealing with frustration or fear, anxiety, aggression, etc., so basically, you can't really go wrong. You get a her, uh, you get a towel or, for example, like a pillowcase, and put it in an area of the home that isn't too busy, isn't too noisy, nowhere where there's a lot of foot traffic. So we have ours down for Leo, my rescue cat, in the corner of our dining room. So you know, it's it's near us, but it's not somewhere where we frequent. And you get a good pinch of your herb, and you put one in each corner. So I generally tend to use four herbs at a time just so that the cat isn't overwhelmed some people use more but again I think that if you put more down it doesn't give the cat the opportunity to either rub or roll in them which is basically what cats will do so when you put the herbs down they will either rub roll or sit with them some cats you know fold themselves up in the pillowcase others will just sit there quite timidly or or, um, sit near the herbs they don't necessarily rub or roll on them and it's a great way to open your cat up to the healing of using remedies. Okay, that's definitely something I plan to try. Where would you, you know, we talk about herbs and most people think, oh, herbs, you know, I know them cooking and so forth, health food stores. Where would you buy good herbs? Since it's since also it seems like the the most um, the great intro way to natural behavior work and it's less intimidating than for some uh, than you know essential oils and hydrosols yeah so so i sell herb gardens you know when i first started training you can go to certain suppliers and you can buy you know 100 to 300 grams of like valerian for example but you know if you're just trying out with herbs you don't want to buy that much because not every cat will select every herb it depends what they need really so I sell gardens where you've got the opportunity to have, you know, sort of 10, 15 grams of a particular herb and then you can or flower and you can put them down for your cat. But 
I mean, to be honest, you can buy them anywhere. There are a few a few points to consider. So, for example, making sure that, you know, um, they're not treated with anything because sometimes for, you know, home decoration purposes, you can get flowers that are perfumed or treated with chemicals. And obviously there's a chance that the cat may ingest the herb as they're self-medicating. So you need to make sure that they're not treated with anything and also buying organic if possible. So, you know, I mean, I've seen organic valerian on Amazon for, for you know, for instance. So you can really have a look and, and try and get them online. But as long as they're not treated and they're kind of 100% natural, that's really what you want to go for. Because when we bring this enrichment in for our cats, there's a high probability that they will potentially lick them and ingest them. And obviously we need to ensure that it's as close to nature intended really as possible. Okay, we're going to take a short break and come back. And then I want to ask you more about some natural wellness methods for your cat. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Michelle Byrne here, host of Best Bets for Pets. I have a great audiobook for you. Heartwarming, insightful, and often laugh out loud funny. W. Bruce Cameron's A Dog's Purpose audiobook is not only the emotional and hilarious story of a dog's many lives, but also a dog's eye commentary on human relationships and the unbreakable bonds between man and man's best friend. And don't miss the next in the series, A Dog's Courage, coming this May from Macmillan Audio. Order them wherever audiobooks are sold. Pets are part of the family. Make sure you can always afford the quality health care they need with Easy Pet Check, a nationwide pet insurance alternative. With Easy Pet Check, you'll save up to 75% on all your pet's health care at any licensed veterinarian in the U.S. Easy Pet Check accepts all dogs and cats regardless of pre-existing conditions. Visit EasyPetCheck.com. That's the letters EZPetCheck.com. Taking care of your pet can be easy with Easy Pet Check. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Julianne Thorne, and she is one of the authors of The Aromatic Cat. So, Julianne, we've talked about some great things in your book. What I want to know is, how would you know what to use when for your cat? You go through a lot of information in your book. There's wonderful resource um, pages as far as, you know, the various botanicals and, you know, the behaviors and what to use. But when would you know to treat? Is it behavior problems? Is it health issues? Both, you know, for everyone out there, you obviously know if your cat's direly ill, go to your vet. But what signs would you look for when it's okay to use natural wellness? And then, all right, we need to go to the vet. Yeah, so there's, so I would always advocate going to the vet first. So there's any form of concern or worry, or you think something's not quite right. This isn't a replacement for veterinary care. It's a complementary treatment option. So if there's any doubt, I would always advocate you see your vet first. But the the point that Nyan and I tried to get across in the book is that, you know, herbs, hydrosols and essential oils can be used alongside veterinary care. You can use it to maintain wellness. So when we talked about the herbs before, you know, putting down a herb garden as part of enrichment and allowing the cat to deal with their emotional state you know there are points when you can use remedies so for example leo came home a few weeks ago with a small cut on his leg and it was it was very small you know less than than half a thumbnail size 
and I decided to treat it with some natural remedies. So I used some green clay to seal the wound. So that's one of the remedies we talk about in the book. You know, I was keeping a very close eye on it for the next few days to ensure there was no abscess forming, there was no pus or anything like that. And we didn't need to go to the vet. On saying that, when he went to the vet, you know, later on for a checkup, I did get her to double check it and everything was fine. So, you know, the options that we talk about, they're not a substitution. It's to complement, you know, veterinary care. And we mentioned before about when do you know which which remedy to use or which format to use. And really, it depends on what you're trying to deal with. So essential oils in terms of potency, essential oils are the strongest. They are the, the most potent. So, you know, I would look to use essential oils when you've got a chronic issue. You know, for example, if you've got a cat with chronic anxiety, they are, you know, for example, like trembling, you know, and, and hiding that is something where you'd like to to use your essential oils to try to help calm the cat, to give it a sense of peace and to ground its energy. Whereas if you want to do, just do general maintenance, you can put a herb garden down. We have one down for Leo uh, every day. So I put it, I usually change it every other weekend and he has that for there for as and when he needs it. When it comes to hydrosols, again, if your cat has perhaps a little bit of dandruff or, you know, their energy just they seem a little bit off. They're just not quite right. You know, get your little toolkit out, get your remedies out and see what you're drawn to. Put a few down, read through the book and try to figure out what you think might help the cat. So it's really about, you know, making a choice as to when you think you want to offer remedies. Now, I would say, you know, offering remedies daily, you shouldn't really need to because what you're trying to do is help maintain balance, help maintain wellness. So if there are signals or signs that your cat just seems a little bit off or something's not quite right, then then get your kit out and, and try having a session with them. You know, it's really about maintaining wellness. So it's doing it as and when you think that there are potential signs from your cat that they're not feeling, you know, as good as they could be really. Let's talk about also in multi-cat households, because you mentioned in the book, there's some herbs and I, I think it was with herbs on ways to calm cats. Like I'll tell you from my household, I have two sisters from different litters that don't get along. What would be the best thing for me to do? And this is something that is very common out there in the cat world. Most households have two or more cats, at least in the US, two or more cats, and they don't get along. That is, like like you said, very common in the UK as well. Multi-cat homes is one of the reasons people come to me for help. So there are some kind of obvious environment changes or enrichment things to bring in. Make sure you've got enough resources for cats, you know, in terms of number of litter trays and scratching posts and, and hidey holes. So there's a whole element around their environment which needs to be considered. But in terms of remedies, I would say one of the first things to do would be to put a herb garden down. Now, when you've got more than one cat, herb gardens like litter trays is one per cat, really. If you've got a space for a spare one, good. If not, at least one per cat, because what you need to do is make sure that each cat has the capacity to go to those gardens and deal with their emotional, perhaps anxiety or, or aggression, say, in a multi-cat home. So what you don't want to happen is you don't want to have, you know, two cats fighting over, you know, one pile of valerian, for example. So give each cat the opportunity to, you know, enjoy their own garden. And I would say if you're dealing with um, aggression, like you said, there is information in the book. We cover a lot of the co most common behavior problems. 
But for me, it would be, I think Valerian, it's quite smelly. It smells, you know, like a little bit like stinky feet, but it is so powerful for cats. And actually, I found in my um, my experience that Valerian is selected a lot more than catnip. So I would say Valerian is one and that helps that helps to reduce anxiety. That's a really great calming herb. I would also say uh, little rosebuds or rose petals, whichever you can get hold of. So rose is really calming and it's really nurturing. So whether a cat is, you know, the aggressor or is being attacked by the other cat, either way, it's going to have that bring that nurturing element into their kind of environment. Then I would say chamomile. So chamomile is really calming, as we know, as humans, people say, if you're stressed, have a chamomile tea. And the effect is very similar for cats as well. So it helps to calm them down. It helps to reduce anxiety. And then I would probably say the last one would be, so if we think about having one on each corner, the last one for me would be Angelica Root. So Angelica Root, again, is very similar to Rose. It's very nurturing. But what it does, it actually opens the cat up to healing. So it it almost helps to soften their energy. So again, whether we're talking about stress or aggression or anxiety, it helps to kind of bring that fight or flight response back into control and helps to enable the cat to calm its energy a little and to, to feel a little bit more grounded so they haven't got to be on attack all the time. You know, I'm, I'm listening to you and three of the herbs you mentioned, you can find in health food stores for people for, you know, there's oh, Angelica's for, I've heard for muscles for people to be used, but it's camp valerian and chamomile for calming and sleeping. So yeah, we're not all that different, I guess. What years, I know it depends on what you're trying to do, but that aside, which as much as it makes sense, what are some of your favorite herbs? Great well, question. Use, no, use, of course, and for your with your cats or cats that you're working on. And I know it varies per behavior, but maybe you can give us, you know, your top three per three behaviors. Wow. Okay. So great question. Yeah. So I I love chickweed. It's actually considered, you know, a weed for gardens in the UK. But um, chickweed's brilliant if you've got a cat that's over grooming. So chickweed helps to soothe the digestive tract. So even though the cat is, you know, perhaps may have a bold tummy, what it will do is help when the, the furry grows for the skin to soothe the irritation. So it helps to soothe the digestive tract, which can be linked to inflammation and therefore partly to do with over grooming. So, I mean, I've seen a cat who's laid his throat chakra, you know, his throat over a pile of chickweed and just sat there with the energy of the herb. It's, it's absolutely fabulous. So I would say chickweed is a great one if you've got a cat that's over grooming. So let's think about over grooming. I'd also say rose. Rose for me is one of the best remedies. I mean, we give Leo a rosebud probably every night and he plays with it. So rose can it can bring out a real playful energy for younger cats. But also if you've got older cats, like I said before, it's very nurturing. It's it's like a hug, you know, it's 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 comforting, it's nurturing. So rose is really, really good. In fact, for for any uh, behavior issues with a cat and then my third one I'd probably say jasmine so jasmine when I was training jasmine was explained to me as a hug in a bottle and the essential oil is very very floral and I found that cats find the dried herb very energetic very balancing so I've seen a lot of cats that will literally just sit near it and you've they've, they're doing those slow blinks those eye kisses and sometimes they'll do a big sigh when they sit with it so Cats are very, very regal animals, aren't they? That you know, they they treat their humans as servants, as people joke. And I think with jasmine, it has that kind of that element to it where it helps them to feel 
you know, feel loved. And, and I think that's very, very important with our cats, especially now that we are domesticating them so much. And we've, you know, we are controlling a lot of their environment these days. A cat doesn't have very many choices over where they go, what they do, what they eat. You know, we are very much in control of their of their environment. So I think the, the nurturing remedies are really, really helpful to balance their emotional well-being. Well, thank you for telling us that. I also want to mention in your book, and I really love all the effort that went into this part because it's there's so much detail. It's a great resource book for you know anybody that is listening that has any interest in this, and you should have a lot of interest in it. There is so much information you go through. I guess you have an you know you tell people how to create their aromatic pharmacy, you go through uh, several, many, many botanical profiles, you have charts, very detailed charts in the back. Tell us a little bit briefly about, I call it like reference material back here, you know, for people and how they would use the charts in the back. Sure. So we we included 40 botanical profiles because we wanted to make sure it was like you said, it was, a, it was a good reference book. You know, this was about helping to educate people and to help them have something that they could pick up and go to. Like we said before, if they wanted to just check on something or offer a remedy. So we included the 40 profiles, which we tried to make sure they were comprehensive. You know, we've included physical and behavioral um, reasons as to why you can use that oil. And then in the back, we've added We've added tables where basically they can be really quick reference charts. So, you know, I co-wrote this book and I've still got little stickers and labels sticking out of it as a really quick reference guide to just be able to find the information really quickly. So we've got two ways that the tables are structured. So first of all, it's per remedy. So for example, if you wanted to go and look at calendula, you know, it'll tell you if you've got a cat that has got, for example, you know, cracked skin or their digestion's a little unsettled, calendula is good for that. We've also then got the emotional indicators. So if, if they're suffering from a lack of confidence or they're quite emotionally withdrawn, that's quite a good one to select. And then we've got common uses. So even for just one, one remedy, alongside the botanical profile, we've got the cross-reference charts. And then after those, we've got aromatics for specific conditions. So I think this is over probably about 10 pages and we wanted to enable people to literally put their finger on on it was basically the idea. So, for example, for arthritis, you know, we've got the essential oil, hydrosol or powder that you could offer. So for arthritis, we've got angelica root, ginger, juniper, spirulina and others. And then we've, we select we suggest either the carrier or herbal oils. So sometimes, for example, you might want to make a bit of a combination so spirulina is a powder and it's a great immune boost and actually is fabulous for pain so you might want to mix a bit of the powder with a carrier oil so for example comfrey which again helps to reduce pain or st john's wort and then we suggest the dried herbs so chamomile comfrey again st john's wort and as we mentioned before valerian so we've given you different formats of a remedy that you can use to help with a specific condition so We've tried to give everyone as, as much information as we can. And like I said, with over 30 or 35 years, I think it is, experience between the two of us, we tried to narrow it down as much as we could, but also making sure that everybody's got a really a really great reference guide to be able to dip in and out of, to, to build their confidence, to get to know the remedies and to help to heal their cat. I think your book is excellent. It's very thorough and it just is so detailed and a great resource. What would you tell 
anyone, if you had like, you know, they say the elevator pitch and sales, you know, two minutes, what would you tell someone if they were, you know, I like what you're saying, but I'm a little hesitant, you know, what would be a good way to, for somebody, you know, is considering, but not sure to really get started from, you know, with all your experience and from all the treatment that um, you have done with um, herbs and essential oils and hydrosols. Yeah. So I would say if you're interested in in any way, shape or form about using natural remedies with cats, the Aromatic Cat Book is the book for you. So you might find a preference for herbs or, or essential oils or even hydrosols. And this book will help you understand all the different formats that you can use a remedy in and how to work it best with your cat. And actually, we cover physical issues as well as behavioral issues. So it's a one size fits all for a cat. So we've tried to cover as many conditions as we can and you know I think it's a really great tool to use alongside veterinary care and veterinary medicine to be able to give your cat that holistic approach to wellness. I love it and I also really like that right in the beginning of the book you conquer kind of um, here's another one of those words but the elephant in the room the stigma and you know and essential oils and the overuse and misuse that people have. And consequently, if you misuse, you know, misusing essential oils on people is no good either. Exactly. I mean, that's what we tried to get across. You know, the the reason there is fear out there is because they were misused. And if, you know, if a human took a paracetamol tablet every day for a month, you know, we may suffer consequences because if we don't need it, it's going to make our bodies ill. And it's the same premise with remedies. So that's why the self-selection element is so important because you need to let your cat choose. Your cat knows what it needs. Your cat knows whether it needs to sit near the valerian or whether it needs to ingest it they are very very wise very knowing sentient beings and if you give your cat the opportunity to select a remedy you will be blown away by their response because they can be our teachers and they enable us to to let go of the control that we that we suffer with when we do a session with an, with a cat and you work with remedies with them, they will open your eyes to how powerful they can be in terms of choosing what they need. And actually using remedies with your cat is a great way to deepen your bond and your connection. And it can really transform your relationship because you end up giving your cat a voice, which is something I am so passionate about, you know, all over my social media and my website is my hashtag giving cats a voice because that's what remedies can do. We give them the opportunity to select what they need to be well and to feel better. And it's one of the best gifts we can give them. Thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing all this information. Where can people find the Aromatic Cat? And tell us your social media so people can look for you. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, I could talk about the book and cats all day long. So thank you for having me. People can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you look for at Naturally Cats, there's a Naturally Cats Facebook page. There's, there's a discussion group as well. And uh, on Instagram, you'll see me sharing information about the herbs. And also there's quite a lot of pictures about, you know, cats using remedies as well. And then my website is www.naturallycats.co.uk. And there's a shop tab on there. So you can buy your herb gardens i ship to the us and in fact most countries and also you can get a signed copy of the aromatic cat book there as well 
Okay. Well, again, Julianne, thank you so much for coming on Catitude. I think a lot of people, I think this is, will change a lot of people's mind about, you know, using herbs and hydrosols and essential oils and turning to natural methods to aid, you know, in their cat's behavior and help their well-being. So thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. It's been lovely to talk about it. And I really hope that people, you know, even if they're just, they take one step and buy the book, you know, at least that will give them an insight into how they can help their cat using natural remedies. Yes. And this book is fabulous because of all, like you were explaining the charts, the charts are so, there's so much detail and so much information in here that I strongly encourage everyone listening to get the book. Again, it's called The Aromatic Cat. And where can people find it? So, yeah, so they can buy it from the shop on my website. It's also on Amazon as well, which um, so that Amazon is just a plain copy. But if you get it from the Naturally Cats website, you get a signed copy by me. Okay, wonderful. Okay, thanks again. Lovely. Thank you very much. What a wonderful show. I strongly recommend this book, The Aromatic Cat. It's by Nyana Morag and Julianne Thorne. So much great information. There's so many resources in that book as far as different herbs and essential oils that you can use for behaviors. It's wonderful. And I want to thank um, Julianne Thorne for coming on Catitude and sharing all of this knowledge. Thanks to my cat crew, especially Molly and Charlotte, which they're fighting sisters. So I am going to be using the aromatic cat to calm them down. I can't wait. And thanks to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound wonderful. And thanks to everybody listening to Catitude. I get questions and emails and comments all the time. So thank you. Anything you want to say, shoot me an email, michelle at petliferadio.com. IG Instagram is at Michelle Fern Pet. So stay tuned. We're going to have a lot more great shows coming up. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.